Hello, peoples, and welcome to Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. My name is Jason Peters, and you are more than likely looking at the runtime on this episode and wondering what the hell is going on. Well, Ryan and I were talking, and we decided that, you know, for as much as we enjoy the 90-minute conversations that we have, just really going into a deep dive on a lot of these films, we also wanted to give certain people out there who maybe aren't into the exceptionally lengthy discussions an opportunity to check out our show. And so we figured that, hey, you know what, let's come out with a new feature called 5-Minute Movie Reviews. Now, these may run as long as 8, 9, 10 minutes, but hopefully we can keep them down to 5 minutes. But if you listen to the show, you know that Ryan and I are incredibly long-winded, and there's a chance that might not happen. But we are going to try very hard to hit that 5-minute mark, and so you're going to start to see these come out more and more over the course of the coming weeks, months, and years. And we really hope that you enjoy them. Again, it's just a nice, easy way that you can enjoy five to ten minute bursts of the episode in between some of those lengthier discussions. Now, the first film that we're going to look at is a film that I was completely taken off guard by. It was incredibly well reviewed and it's called Nomadland by Chloe Zhao. Now, if you've heard that name before, it's probably because she was picked up to do the Eternals film for Marvel after she did this, which I know was somewhat controversial in its reception, but this is not that film. This is the film that she won the 2020 Best Picture and Best Director Award, in addition to Frances McDormand winning for her performance. And let me tell you, this was not a film I was looking forward to at all. I had heard some good things about it and just kind of wanted to check it off my list. And man, let me tell you, this one took me so much by surprise. This is an excellent, wonderful, poignant, beautiful film. It's so much more emotionally resonant than I ever could have imagined walking into it. I'm going to hit you up with a brief description right now, and then we'll get into it a little bit. Following the economic collapse of a company town in rural Nevada, Fern, played by Frances McDormand, packs her van and sets off on the road, exploring a life outside of conventional society as a modern-day nomad. The third feature film from director Chloe Zhao, Nomadland features real nomads Linda May, Swanky, and Bob Wells as Fern's mentors and comrades in her exploration through the vast landscape of the American West. Now, there's a number of things that make this film really, really work. The first that's going to jump out at you is the cinematography. This is just an absolutely gorgeous film to look at. It's by a, It was shot by a gentleman named Joshua James Richard, who I'm not familiar with at all, but I'd have to imagine he has some other wonderful work out there. I'm definitely looking forward to checking him out. And a lot of this shot was filmed at Magic Hour, so a lot of the exteriors have this, that wonderful purple sky. It's filmed out in the deserts of probably Nevada, I'm sure, on location, and just a beautiful, beautiful film to look at in addition to just having a beautiful spirit as well. One of the things that most impressed me about the film is just the sense of affection that it has towards each and every one of its characters, right? This is a film where these characters could very much be made fun of, right, for comedic purposes. They could be sort of curios in a way, right? Like if Werner Herzog looked at nomads, like he'd, he'd talk about how weird they are and how strange they are, and you know, it'd be much more of a documentary. And the interesting and wonderful thing about Nomadland is it, it doesn't judge these people at all. If anything, it, it definitely sympathizes with them. You know, there's a certain romanticism to casting everything away and just going and living off the grid and by yourself and not having to worry about 
you know, those uh, everyday concerns of work and family and all this sort of stuff, right? And just becoming one with the earth. Like, it's obviously a much more romantic idea for most of us than it is in actuality. Otherwise, we would do that. But, you know, you do get swept up in that. And again, the film doesn't chastise these people for making these decisions. If anything, it almost lauds them for doing so. Um, I, I wouldn't say that the film necessarily advocates for the nomad lifestyle, but I think it understands you know, it understands why these people make this decision and then it justifies it. It doesn't it doesn't, again, castigate them for eschewing society. And it's not done out of an act of rebellion. Like these are people that are looking to connect with the world and understand themselves better or get out of this crushing weight of modern day rat race, you know, workaday society. They just it's something that that this life that we have created did not work for them. That was not the life that they wanted. And so they went and they searched and they found something else. And for as much as that may not work for us, it worked for them. And the film does a wonderful, wonderful job of reminding us of that and of making us feel for these people and sympathizing with them. And again, not judging them for uh, walking away from this, but really just understanding why they're doing what they're doing. There's so many beautiful elegaic ruminations on life and purpose and connection to both the earth and other people. And, you know, if anything, as far as criticisms are concerned, uh, I, I have a couple very, very minor. The first is that, you know, unfortunately a film like this does have to get creative with, uh, fundraising. Uh, there are about 10 minutes early on in the film that do kind of feel like an Amazon commercial, uh, because I understand they got a lot of funding to make the film from Amazon, but look as you know, an aspiring filmmaker myself and someone who looks at these, like, there are certain things that you have to do sometimes to make the film that you want to make. And if, you know, 10 minutes of my two hour film needs to kind of show Amazon in a positive light and throw the name out there a few times, so be it. We get this wonderful film as a result and it very well may not have existed otherwise. So I'm willing to grant it that the upset, the other upsetting thing, and this is, this is again, is much more upsetting. It's not any fault of the films has 100% to do with the MPAA. And that's the fact that this is an R rated movie. And the entire reason that this movie is rated R is because there is exactly one shot of Francis McDormand floating naked down a stream. And you do see some pubic hair and her breasts and that's it. And the entire scene is about her connecting with nature and being one with nature. So of course, thematically it would make sense to have her stripped down to her very bare essence and, you know, uh, just exist within, again, this sort of very, you know, tranquil floating river. And the fact that we rated this film R and said it's not appropriate for kids to watch is so much of what's wrong with the way that we look at films and society and what's acceptable and what's not. Because it's it's upsetting that we have said that that is inappropriate. Because that's the thing. An R rating says this material is inappropriate. And it's absolute bullshit to say that her naked body floating down a river is inappropriate when the entire point is to show her being connected and one with nature. So very disappointed in our uh, ratings board for that decision, but not entirely surprised. Once again, though, that is not to take anything away from this film. This is a wonderful film. Beautiful. It really affected and touched me emotionally in a way I did not expect at all. And so I recommend anybody out there, go check it out. 
it's it's a it was a weighty it was a weighty watch for me. There were definitely times where I was sort of choking back tears, and even even when I wasn't, like I still just felt the weight of everything that these people were saying and considering life and death and just these heavy heavy themes. So, gonna go ahead and still give you my three adjectives. I'm not going to go into really any detail on them because I've just done that right here. But heartfelt, contemplative, and sympathetic, all resulting in five out of five stars for Nomadland. Go check it out as soon as you can, and we will see you next time for another five-minute review on Esoterica Cinema.